when you think about Pakistan cricket, what comes to mind? I think enigmatic, mercurial, exciting, skillful, flair, entertaining. I think we can agree that Pakistan cricket has been defined by its unpredictability, but also its great skill that is incredible to watch when it is on full show. This test series for Pakistan was a complete departure from their core values, or what we've come to know from Pakistan, their identity as a cricket-playing nation. Now, throughout the Mizbah and Yunus era, when this team scaled the heights of test cricket to get to world number one, they were still playing in a similar way. It's just that with those two world-class players, they were able to cover up the cracks a bit better, shall we say. But even with them, at the back end of their careers, Pakistan struggled. And now they have lost nine of their last 11 test matches. They've gone from world number one to world number seven in the space of about 15 months. The euphoria of the Champions Trophy victory has put this in the dark. But the reality is the Pakistan test team is struggling greatly at the moment. And for me, the biggest reason for this is their batting, or more specifically, their mindset to batting. This Pakistan team plays with a negative, defensive mindset, and it plays into the opposition hands. They've been doing it for a while, but in the last year, they now have not been able to get away with it. As Mizbah and Yunus have started to fade a little bit, as players now they've retired, things are starting to catch up with this Pakistan team. Look at the top five batsmen in this team. Shah Masood, Sami Aslam, Azhar Ali, Asad Shafiq, and Babar Azam. All those players have test career strike rates below 50. Sami Aslam's is actually below 40. When your top five is scoring as slowly as Pakistan do, it puts great pressure on not only those batsmen, but the batsmen to come, the more aggressive batsmen like Harris Sohail and Safras Ahmed. And I don't think it's a recipe for success. What you're doing by putting survival first, being cautious and basically dead batting, which is what Pakistan did for the majority of this series, you're allowing the opposition bowlers to gain confidence, get into a rhythm and bowl exactly where they want to you. You're not putting them under any pressure whatsoever so they can do what they like. Sri Lanka is not a great team. If you put this team under pressure, they're going to be challenged. But Pakistan did not take advantage of Sri Lanka's frailties. And as such, they were exposed. Particularly their mindset in the two chases I caught left a lot to be desired. In the first game, chasing that tiny total of 130-odd. They made a mess of that. Why? Because when they came out, their mindset was defensive. And that played into the hands of Ranganahera and Dilwan Pereira. No matter what score you're chasing, it can be very small, very big. You need to go about it with positive intent. There was no chance of a draw. You're not trying to salvage the game. And as such, you need to take the game to the opposition. If you score a few boundaries early on, chasing that kind of low total, then the opposition captain has to make a decision. Now, do I push the field out, which would mean I have less catches? so it's harder for me to take wickets. That's a challenge for captains that you need to impose on them. But Pakistan led Sri Lanka bowl. They let them dominate, 
And from the moment the first wicket fell, there was a sense of inevitability about it for Pakistan. Then in the second test match, they didn't heed those lessons for the most part. Again, chasing a much bigger target of 319 this time around. They went about it in a very similar way, dead batting for fun. And that put a lot of pressure on the batsmen yet again. They lost their first five wickets for 52, and it was very difficult to come back from there. The partnership that gave them hope between Safraz Ahmed and Asad Shafiq, that was a complete change of approach from Pakistan. In that partnership, they scored at a run rate of 3.76. Pakistan's run rate for the series was a mere 2.67. Isn't it funny that in the one partnership that looked good during either of the chases, they were taking it to the bowlers and playing positively, scoring runs at a rate. You saw during that partnership, Dinesh Chandimal had to spread the field. Singles became a lot easier to get. You made the captain make a tough decision. Putting pressure on the opposition is crucial. That's what Safraz and Asad Shafiq did. But not enough of the batsmen were able to do that for Pakistan in these chases. And as such, they crumbled to two disappointing defeats. Particularly the first game, they should have been able to chase that down. No doubts about it. Yes, it was difficult for them, given the fact that they lost both tosses. We know how important tosses can be in Test cricket these days. But still, you have to chase down 136. That wasn't a minefield in Abu Dhabi. Pakistan absolutely made a meal of that one. So for Pakistan to return to the glory we saw from a year or two ago, they need to change their approach to their batting. Their bowling is always going to keep them engaged. We saw that in the second test. Bowling Sri Lanka out for 96 in their second innings. That kept them in the game. They don't have to worry about their bowling. They have got so many talented bowlers. It's not funny. Their batting, though, is a concern. They have some talented batsmen, but the mindset is not right. There's a reason that in the past year, they've had all these day five collapses where they've lost all 10 wickets on day five, chasing a target, and more often than not, losing the game. Their mindset is not right, and they need to change it fast. Play positive cricket, put the pressure on the opposition, and change the momentum of the game. That's what Safraz and Asad Shafiq did for a moment. Hopefully, the others follow suit for Pakistan. That's the way forward as I see it.